This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 541, Ottomans and Love Seats for IELTS Part 2 Stories. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today you'll learn super interesting and specific vocabulary for IELTS questions about furniture and hear a Band 9 sample part 2 answer about this seemingly impossible topic. This podcast has helped thousands of people get the scores they need on IELTS. With two new free episodes every week, you get advice on everything IELTS, from idioms to academic vocabulary, grammar to pronunciation, and even test strategies for every part of the exam. Don't miss an episode. Hit follow right now. Hey, Jessica, what's shaking? Um, not much. I mean, we're not under feet of snow like, like you guys we are, are in Boston. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so nice here. We went uh, to the park to play soccer and I'm so excited to get to play soccer with James. Like he's finally Aww. interested. I've been waiting oh. for almost seven years. Why wasn't he interested wa- before? What happened? It just took some time. It just took some time. Well, you know, he wasn't really interested in any, like, organized sort of sporting activities up until now, which is perfectly understandable. They're little kids. They just want to run and play and, like, really make up games. Yeah. But, um, yeah, now he's finally, like, interested. And I'm, like, squealing with delight, (laughs) buying him his first pair of little tiny Adidas cleats. Oh, (laughs) that's so fun. That's so fun. That's so cool. (laughs) Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, are you playing any snow sports? <laughs> I am planning some snow sports for the weekend. I'm gonna I'm gonna go up to Stowe this weekend and do like a day of skiing and a day of snowshoeing. Actually, so Ooh, you know, fun. snowshoeing. I just got snowshoes for a couple, well, a few weeks ago as a gift, and so that was kind of awesome. cool. I'm gonna take them out for the first time ever. We just got dumped on in terms of snow, so <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be beautiful a- up there. Yeah. That's a really good idiom to That's use on the speaking test, guys, because in speaking part one, you're asked about weather quite yeah. often. Yeah. Um, and so it could be snow. Could we use that for rain? You know what? I really usually just use that for snow, like a big yeah. snowstorm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's just for snow. So yeah. Like I like to say like it's I, I got drenched. Right, if it was raining, yeah, drenched. <laughs> drenched. It's pouring outside. It's yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pouring. But just don't say cats and dogs because nobody right. says that. No, who does? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we had a comment on a YouTube video recently, and this is 
This kind of stumped Lindsay and I at first because it's like it's it is really random, you guys, but it could happen in speaking part two. So uh, subscriber to the YouTube channel. Go subscribe now if you're not already there, guys. IELTS Energy TV um, asked us to talk about vocabulary related to furniture and how to talk about a piece of furniture in speaking part two. Oh, yes. I love it. And again, we want to be ready for anything, right? Just like when we're going to go and we're going to take on something, maybe in a foreign country when we don't know exactly what's going to happen. We need to be prepared for anything, just like on the IELTS exam, (laughs) right? This is, yeah, this is really good for our mental flexibility here. Because guys, I mean... Lindsay and I are going to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. This is, we don't see how. This is something that you'll ever have to do in real life. Like, (laughs) talk about a piece of furniture for two minutes. But I think, you know, IELTS has to sort of run out of ideas sometimes. And that's when these really weird topics come up. (laughs) (laughs) So we're just going to give you guys what you need today in case this topic does come up. So, first of all, I mean, this could be speaking part one as well. So, I think knowing the specific uh, names for the different kinds of furniture, and especially the ones that are less common, this is going to help you in speaking part one as well. Like, when you describe your apartment and your home, right? Like, this is all stuff you could totally use to impress the examiner. So, what's the what's the first uh, piece of furniture we all right, well, let's talk just, about? <laughs> let's throw one out here. So, here's an example. We'll start with the simple stuff, right? Just a couch. Couch. Yeah. Or sometimes we might call it a sofa. Those are pretty much the same thing. Wouldn't you agree, Jessica? Same Couch, thing. sofa, same thing. And um, then love seat. Now, yeah. that's a little different. I don't think students are going to know this one. Like, first no. of all, I think couch is the most common. Sofa is less common than that. Uh-huh. And then love seat. So a love seat is a shorter couch only for two people. So yeah. I think a normal couch we think of as having like three cushions on it or room for like three people or four people if you're small. Mm -hmm. But a love seat, (laughs) it's such a cute name. A love seat's just a short couch, right? Just like, yeah. (laughs) It's like such an 80s term to me. I wonder if that's, if it's still like a thing, but I guess it is. It just reminds me of like my mom had a love seat in the house when I was growing up and she always used that term. It just reminds me of growing up. I don't know why. My mom too. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I don't feel like, I feel like in our mother's day, um, it was like, it was more of a focus to be a homemaker. So they yeah, were more yeah, sort yeah. of focused on the furniture that they bought <laughs> yeah, and sure, like sure. having like a family room and a living yes. room and yes. whatever, yes. right? <laughs> exactly. We don't care about that anymore. We just get whatever cheap furniture off Craigslist. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what? what is that shop where you can assemble your own? Ikea. Ikea, Ikea. is a big thing now. Yep. <laughs> I can't believe you forgot the name Ikea. I just forgot for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny what happens in our brains. Okay, oh so coach, coacha, that's not a word. Couch, <laughs> sofa, and love seat. Um, nope. And then often in front of the couch, we'll have like a coffee table, right? That's a good word. Mm, yeah. And then you can put your feet up on yep. a footrest. But what's a more interesting word for footrest? So sometimes we might say an ottoman. 
an ottoman, but this can also double over as another purpose to store things. So some of the ottomans you can actually open up and they're like a chest that you store yeah. blankets in and others are just, I guess, are just footrests that only provide a place for the feet. Yeah, totally. So even if you don't have a footrest, just say you have an ottoman in your home because no other students are going to like use that word. I'm really interested in the etymology of that. Like it has Mm. to be related to the Ottoman Empire. So I think I'm going to research that later. Um, (laughs) And then, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I'll put it, I'll put it as like a a footnote in the blog post for this episode. Come back to the website, guys, ielts.alliersenglish.com. This is episode 541. We'll find out where the word Ottoman comes from. Okay. Um, And then chairs. There are so many cool words for chairs. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. There are. So, for example, a rocking chair. I love that. It's such an old word, right? But also a current word. I mean, we still use this word. Um, I think our listeners might know what that is. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people have rocking chairs anymore, unless like you have like a a nursery. I think this is a common piece of furniture to put in a new nursery if you're having a child or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then a recliner or a lazy boy. So (laughs) I love this. (laughs) Lazy boy is the brand name, but it came to be just a name that we use generally for the type of reclining, super comfortable chair, right? Like you sit in this chair, it's made for one person and you pull up on a lever and it can go back. Those are the best (laughs) chairs. (laughs) They're so awesome. I love those Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a recliner, but I would love one. Um, Something that I'm looking for and I'm considering buying is a reading chair. This is kind of my personal name for just a really big, overstuffed, comfy chair. Something that you could just curl up in and like read a book, you know, on a rainy day. Oh, that's a, why not just get a lazy boy and then you can like sleep and then wake up and read and you get it, but you don't have to recline. It could be just a reading chair if it stays not reclined, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. A non-reclining chair is a reading chair. Um, okay. What else? What other kind of right. furniture like specifics should we, should we uh, know? All right. Well, if we go down to the, to our kitchen or dining room, we could say a dining room, right? Or a kitchen table. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like that. I guess that. that just depends on where it is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a dining room in my apartment. I just right. have a big kitchen. Yeah. So James always corrects me. I'm like, just go, like, just sit at the dining room table and do your homework. He's like, mommy, it's a kitchen table. So <laughs> I guess it just depends on where it is. I had to teach him the word pedantic the other oh, day. Oh, wow. Good word. <laughs> it's such a good word, guys. Pedantic means you're super picky about details, especially regarding language. Um, mm. So that's an awesome adjective. <laughs> um, little kids can be very pedantic. They're so specific. That's um, so funny. So you could also have... Like, like a little table next to your bed, a bedside mm-hmm. bedside table or a nightstand mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And what else? What else? We have a roll top desk. That was actually your idea. What is a roll top desk? I've always wanted one of these too. A roll. My mom had one when I was growing up. It's a super old fashioned desk that has a cover that you can roll down from the top yeah. to like the surface that you ride on. So when you roll up the cover, then you see little shelves, usually for stationary and riding implements. Yes, my mom's got one of those too. That's so. So you like actually pull. <laughs> it down right in in my right. mind you just like it has a key you unlock it and you pull it down it's a big wooden structure is that I what we're talking it. about yeah 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 oh, oh beautiful. those are cool those are cool um i think so just a couple more last minute uh little things that you could use to be more interesting because other students might not know this um a fold-out couch or a sleeper mm. we can call right the type of couch that mm. you can fold out into a bed mm-hmm. um is that would you say that's the same like would you call that a hide a bed well, I think a hide-a-bed is actually a little bit different. And again, this goes yeah. back to the brand name being used as the actual item. But right. I think a hide-a-bed is more when it disappears into the wall, isn't it? And you can take <gasps> oh. it out of the wall. I That's I, what I thought it was. That makes sense. I would – I love that when that happens in old movies of people yes. that live in really small New York apartments and the bed folds out of the wall. I so love it. Cool. So cool. <laughs> okay. So that's a lot of specific stuff. Remember, guys, just choose the words that are less common. We've told you which ones they are. They will be noted in the blog post as well. And when you're describing your apartment or your house, use these less common words even if you don't own the furniture. Just use them for a higher vocab score. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to try and do a a sample answer now. No, this is good because, again, guys, you can listen, take notes today, see how Jessica goes about answering this sample answer and get a sense of how you might answer it. Be prepared for anything on this test. So, Jessica, I'm going to time you for two minutes. And do you have the question in front of you? Yes. So the question is, describe a piece of furniture that you own. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So I, you know, when I saw this topic, um, nothing immediately came to mind because as of now, there isn't a piece of furniture that I could talk about that I currently own for two minutes because it's just, honestly, it's all stuff that I don't care a lot about, mostly because I have a small son and a dog and the furniture gets stuff spilled on it and ripped up and accidentally drawn on um all the time so i can't actually own anything that is like super nice but i do remember my favorite piece of furniture that my mom had um growing up she got it i guess when i was a teenager she brought it home and it was this enormous 
white chair with these big overstuffed cushions. And honestly, it was almost the size of a love seat. It like such a large chair. Um, and the reason why I love this so much was, first of all, it was the most comfortable, um, sitting experience that one could have. And because she, she not only, um, like bought the chair, but she added to it. She knitted a, no, she crocheted a blanket to go on there. So it's like this, like homemade knitted blanket that's all soft and fuzzy. And then she also threw on an extra throw pillow that was, I think, made of like a soft corduroy material. And so I would, <laughs> I would read in this chair for hours. And then I also remember as a teenager sitting in this chair and falling asleep quite often, um, something that I would like to do on Sundays. So it was the one day where I didn't have like soccer games or, you know, just I didn't have anything to do. So I would watch the English Premier League and then inevitably I would fall asleep with these like that's two minutes. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, yay. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You did that well. Really well. Thank you. Thanks. It's yeah. fun to talk about. Um, so guys, notice how I transitioned from being honest about the fact that there's no, there's nothing I have right now that is that yeah. special. Um, but you can always remember something. Yeah, I think it's really key that you, you know, I think our conclusion today will be that you kind of have to tie it to a story and preferably a personal exactly. story about your upbringing because that brings out so many more details, interesting details, vivid memories. Like when you used enormous, big, overstuffed cushions, right? Enormous chair, <laughs> big, overstuffed cushions. I could see that you were like envisioning the day she brought it home and you wouldn't have had that detail if right. you hadn't been telling that personal story, right? Exactly. Yeah. And st and memories came up that I hadn't even thought about for years, like falling asleep, watching, you know, the footy on <laughs> Sunday. Yeah. Like I, d I haven't thought about that in years. So yeah. it needs like it, anytime you access a personal memory, guys, it's going to ignite. It's going to spark other memories and just describe them as they come up. It's all about sharing personal details in part two. Love it. That's the pro tip for today. So good. So we took a question that seemed difficult and almost impossible and we turned it into a <laughs> chance to, to get that, you know, that eight or higher on speaking. Totally. I love it. Totally. Yeah. So definitely come back to the blog post for this episode, guys, episode 541. Um, and if you want to like truly be ready for anything, because you don't know what topics you're going to get, you must have the strategies, you must have the fundamentals to rely on. So no yeah. matter how difficult the reading passage is or the listening section, no matter what IELTS throws at you, you have these basics, these fundamentals to use. Um, they're all in our course. So go yes. to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. Awesome. Really, really good. And guys, our guarantee is even stronger now. Right now, at this point, we not only refund your fee for the course, we also pay for the, the cost of you to attend the exam if you don't increase your score. So, so yep. strong. Yep. Amazing. Cool. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. We're out of here for today, Jessica. Thanks for hanging out. My pleasure. Enjoy snowshoeing, Lindsay. Yeah, should be fun. Burn some calories here. <laughs> oh, totally. So tough. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. $15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.